When I tell people I'm an accountant, I'm usually met with one of two responses. Number one, aren't you a bit too cheerful to be an accountant? Or number two, oh, I couldn't do your job. I'm not a numbers person. Well, you can make your own mind up on number one, but number two is where this podcast is here to help. My name is Victoria, and I am living proof that you can turn your hand to even the most unexpected things. I want to encourage everyone to become an unlikely accountant. I will be chatting to people who have mastered their confidence with money to help them do the things they've always dreamed of. So if you're not a numbers person, but you think you'd like to be, then please tune in. And if you are a numbers person, great, I'll be in good company. See you soon. Just to clarify that this podcast will at no point discuss financial accounting standards, mainly because I can't remember them. Hi! How are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. You're looking lovely. Oh, do I? Well, no, it's just because I look like absolute shit the last time we spent. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, and I had a call with someone yesterday who was so beautiful and glam. And I just thought, I need to start making more of an effort, you know, I need to start putting on a bit of makeup. <laughs> Oh, no, you look lovely. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback. So do you. Have you had a busy day? Yeah, really busy. I literally jumped in the shower and then there was no hot water. So I was like, oh my God. So then I was like... Yesterday, there was works in the building and there was no hot water. And I just, yeah, worked out. I'm I'm too much of a wuss. Did you stand under the the cold shower? It took me about half an hour to get the guts to do it. (laughs) I was like, no, I really need to shower. So I didn't have time to dry my hair. So I'll just whack it up. Um, But yeah. It's good I'm day, that person that like dips their toe in the pool and will never jump in. I'm just yeah, <laughs> way too much of a wuss. Yeah, definitely. Oh, bless you. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Unlikely Accountant. And the roles are going to be reversed because obviously you have your podcast where normally you're asking the questions. So this time I'm going to be in the driver's seat. Uh, but before we dive in, maybe just tell the listeners a bit about you. Oh, thank you. Um, so my name's LAC. I'm a uh, presenter broadcaster creative um I do uh Instagram lives um all about creatives I have my own podcast called the real talk podcast and it is so weird being in the other seat because I'm so used to being the interviewer um so it is very weird but I love it um so yeah I have my own podcast and just do lots of freelancing presenting and things like that and the podcast is going really well so far you've had some really great guests yeah really great guests I I love it I absolutely love it I love talking to so many different people um and every episode somebody brings something new or something different whether it's new bits of advice or new career advice or just any types of different there's just so many different people on the podcast and that's what I love about it so much so yeah I absolutely love it yeah it's a nice variety isn't it and people are interested and they've all got a story to tell and I don't know whether you find this but you might have somebody on to chat to and then you think you're going to talk about one thing but then the conversation can then go in a different direction that you hadn't planned for yeah a thousand percent and that's so nice as well because you're it's totally unexpected um you kind of have your plan and your structure but then you can kind of go off topic and and then it just it does feel like a chat because you literally are just chatting it and it's so lovely I love it great oh well you are a natural so I'm glad it's I'm glad it's going so well but not surprised so yeah so I mean you um have agreed to kind of chat about this topic so thank you um firstly for that because it's you know it's quite money and finance and that kind of thing it's it's quite private and then people don't often like to talk about it but this is the whole point of the unlikely accountant to try and you know break down some of those taboos and get people talking about something that's 
um, in all of our lives and and kind of can't be escaped. Um, so v- before we sort of get into your specific, well, actually, no, let's start with what, how would you describe your relationship with money at the moment? Um, oh, that's such a hard question. I guess with money, um, I don't, I don't look at prices of things. I just buy. Um, I don't really have a kind of in out. Like I, I don't sit and look at my bank account uh, of what's gone in, what's gone out that month. Um, yeah, I do. Do, do you that. know what's in your bank account right now? Could you hazard a guess what the balance is? Um, probably. Okay, the answer's no. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, and that sounds so bad. I know, I know, it does sound so bad, but I probably not know. Um, and yeah, I, I, I try and save, but I don't really have like a separate. So it's all just in one pot, and what goes in goes out. I couldn't tell you what goes in. I couldn't tell you what goes out um yeah so probably not where I want it to be (laughs) because we probably should say that you are so you're you're 18 at the moment so what's been your experience today in having to deal with with money like have you had part-time jobs Uh, you know have you been earning money for a long time or have you just started earning money recently with your you know your sort of your newfound career like what what's that been like um so I've never worked um I I, actually that's a lie I did have a six month retail job um but it was very part-time I just kind of did it when they needed picking up shifts I mean I only did it for six months um but I just get um so it's like a salary well because I'm a freelance presenter whatever monies I get from freelance um and then uh parents um kind of give me a monthly allowance um and then again like any freelance jobs I pick up kind of just goes into the pot um and then I guess because I'm young a lot of people you know tell me about saving and things like that so it has been very like put down your throat at school you're taught to save well are you taught to save well you kind of you know suggested you should save your money when you get pocket money when you were younger um so I'm really lucky my parents do support me still um but no I I, part-time job I just had a six-month one and then I just get my any freelance I do obviously that's because that's not a regular salary you can't rely on it you can't guarantee a salary every month um you kind of just take what you give so that's interesting you said a few things there so one because obviously it's been a long time since I was at school uh, and I certainly wasn't taught anything that I can remember anyway about personal finance in any way shape or form so is that something that gets talked about in schools at all like were you did you have any financing modules or anything like that no not at all you kind of um you get like oh you should make sure you save and uh, especially when you're young as well you're thinking of property ladder so your first home the price of deposits are huge well the deposit is low but the price of the house is huge it's you get constantly told it's really hard to buy it's really hard to buy so you need to save you need to save um but you're never kind of taught anything about um looking at finances unless you do um like an a level or GCSE in business which is probably where you would learn it. But if you didn't, then no, you're not, you're not taught how to manage money. Or um, I think 
what are you saying it's a taboo subject teachers don't want to speak about it I don't think it's put in the curriculum for that reason um so no it's never spoke about at school no and it's not really so anything that you learn I guess your approach is either going to be from your you know your parents and your 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 family and or your your friends so what do your parents give you advice so they give you an allowance but do they say you know here it is spend it wisely or is it just here it is and if you just blow it all in 12 hours that's fine (laughs) um because of my age it's now my money my responsibility um I think when I was younger and I got an allowance it would be you know um they would say right think about what you spend it on or they might come shopping with me and think oh do you do you want to spend all your money on on those one pair of trainers for example (laughs) um but now that I'm older they give me my allowance and it's I don't like saying allowance it's not really (laughs) an allowance it's just some money that my parents support me with yeah um so they kind of it goes into my bank account every month and I do what I want with it because I'm at the age where they can't really say oh no you can't be buying that or you can't be buying this um but when I was younger they definitely said have a think about this or they or, you know the saying that all all parents say is money doesn't grow on trees yeah That's what all the parents say don't they yeah um so that was kind of honed into me um so yeah when I was younger I, I probably got more guidance than I do now because you know I'm an adult and I can do what I want with my money but it's but they would still, if I blew it all, I think they would be like, really, really, Elise, yeah. do you think you should have done that? Is that sensible? It's yeah. interesting because when I was younger, so I've got an older brother and we'd get money, you know, the same way, like birthday money, Christmas money, things like that. And I'd get money on, um, we'd both get money at Christmas and my birthday's in August. And I'd always still have some of that left by my birthday in August because I just wouldn't really spend it. I, would, I just, I don't know, for some reason I would hang on to it. Whereas my brother he'd get his money at Christmas and it would all be gone in the Boxing Day sales, like every, every last penny. It's almost like it burnt a hole in its pocket. And yeah, it's funny how we had such different approaches to, to money, even at a small age. And I guess you, you sort of laying the foundations there, I suppose, with your, with your habits, because habits do start to, to form, don't they? Um, so, so yeah, so would you say you're somewhere in between that or more one extreme to the next um probably somewhere in between that I um I can easily go out like I say I don't tend to look at prices of things I tend to I have a saying in my head and it's such a bad saying but it's see it like it buy it right if I see it (laughs) I like it (laughs) I buy it yeah that goes through my head all the time see it like it buy it um and that was probably sum me up when I think of my shopping habits and my money um but I would look at you know I went into Zara today and there was a top for 50 pound and I I didn't think it was worth the price so I wouldn't pay it right but then I went and bought 150 pound pair trainers that I knew I didn't need okay interesting so what made the top not worth the money in your opinion I could have got the same top in H&M for 20 quid cheaper so what what do you like to splash on then? Because I think I've noticed maybe some Gucci trainers in in a picture. <laughs> um, am yeah. I right? Are they are they genuine? Yeah, 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 yeah they're genuine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's I uh, no, I <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah, they're genuine. Um, I wouldn't. What do I like to spend on? Um, designer 
clothes yeah I wouldn't most of my wardrobe is Zara um that's probably all Zara Zara um like Selfridges um a bit of H&M um and then my shoes are kind of Tommy Hilfiger Gucci's um Carvella's yeah oh god it sounds basically sounds so awful no it doesn't no this is interesting because I mean we're all consumers you know we're all consumers and that's why you know marketing works so well because it convinces us to to buy these like branded things so when it comes like the designer stuff because I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with designer things because I'm as guilty as anybody else for you know lusting after these like expensive designer items but then when I'm I feel like I'm being more rational. I kind of think, but it's a pair of shoes. You know, it's a pair of shoes. You're going to wear them. They're going to get dirty. They go on the floor <laughs> every day. So what, what is it about the, the sort of the designer things that attracts you to them? Could, could you sum that up in, in any way? Um, and I'm not judging you here. No, no, <laughs> you can buy what you like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it's fine. Um, I think it's, I think it is what you say. It's the whole lust after it. It's the um, persona you give off. It's the, um, you know, I think it's the whole image um, that designer gives off. It gives off, for me personally, it doesn't give off like, when I think of, if I'm wearing my Gucci trainers, I don't want people to see me wearing my Gucci thinking, oh, she's she's such a show off. I want people to think she's worked really hard to wear those Gucci trainers and everything I spend on, I think I've earned reflecting in my work um, or my parents' work because they've worked so hard so that I can have, you know, I can buy those trainers or I can buy nice clothes. So in my eyes, I guess as I don't really I'm not really into the whole fake designer. Um, but if you're buying real designer and you and you look nice and you're wearing nice clothes, I think that should more reflect how hard you've worked to earn and those pair of trainers if that makes sense no it does I mean yeah because money you know money is it's to be enjoyed isn't it you you buy things that make you yeah happy whether that and, and that goes for anything you spend your money on if, it's, if that's food if it's holidays if it's clothes if you know whatever do you out of interest do you have a credit card no okay so you just cut your deal parents cash. Uh, yeah cash or debit card and my parents don't have credit cards um and I think they've always taught me never had to have a credit card because that's that's for me like the the risky bit when you yeah um yeah you, you know maybe you want to buy the the Gucci trainers or whatever but then if you happen to put them on a credit card so it's you buying them with money that you don't have for me that's that's yeah sort of the slippery slope like I try and use credit cards to my advantage because you get points or you know I get like Avios points and then I can use them on flights and things like that um but yeah that's kind of when the the damage is done what about your um like your friends do you talk about um, sort of money in any way with them or is it just a taboo topic like it is with everyone else um my friends joke with me about money because because I they always go, oh, Alacy can afford that, or oh, Alacy can buy that. Um, so I guess that, but not in depth. No, not in depth. They, I wouldn't. I, I know my friends how much they earn. 
Oh, you do? And how's that come about? Did you just ask them or...? No, how did that come? I don't know. I think we were just talking about um, like average salary of jobs and things. And they said, oh, I'm on this salary or I earn this amount a month because um, this is how good, well paid my job is. Or my friend works in a hospital and she was explaining the difference between how much she earns when she does night shifts and day shifts. So she was kind of just telling me, but I would never, ever, ever outright ask somebody how much do you earn? I, I don't think I could do that. No, and most people wouldn't. And yet it's interesting because if you knew that, it might help you make more informed decisions about things. So say, for example, you know, in the in the workplace, um, you know, if I didn't know, for example, what my manager was earning, how do I know I want her job if it became available, if I don't know what the, you know, what, what the salary is? And yeah, it's something that we don't, we just don't really ask each other but say for example you were going to get a presenter job how would you get a sense of whether you're being paid fairly or not um I wouldn't I wouldn't know um and as a freelancer you're just relying on that the the company's being trustful and that the presenter that's doing the job as well as you are getting paid exactly exactly the same I mean I think I could if I really got my guts up, I think I could ask mm. how much is the other presenter getting paid? Um, but I wouldn't outrightly know. I guess, yeah, you'd have to, you can ask, you, you probably get a sense of it when you can put the feelers out and kind of maybe run it past some people and think, oh, does this feel, does this feel fair? That's but right. I think certainly like in the, in the workplace and I've, any of the jobs I've had, I don't think I've ever known what anybody at my at my pay grade earns. You just kind of assume that people are earning a similar amount, I suppose, and, and often they're they're not. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. Do you um, do you spend money when you're sad? Yeah. <laughs> do you? Yeah. So use it to cheer yourself up. Yeah, a thousand percent. And um, when I came out of um, a long term relationship um I I always love shopping I've always loved shopping um and he used to which probably hasn't helped now but he used to kind of say another pair of trainers you've already got you know six pairs of white trainers you do not need another pair of white trainers um so when we broke up it kind of made me even more want to buy even more white trainers Mm because I kind of thought you know you can't tell somebody what they can what they can or can't buy even if you're in a relationship unless it's their money as well which it wasn't it was totally mine um so that was used to be like a running argument in the relationship so when we broke up I think it it made me want to rebel even more it made me want to spend even more um and I can go honestly hand on heart I can go maybe two months without buying anything but then it'll be like I haven't bought anything for two months do a massive spree yeah and then I I binge buy um and you know I've been shopping this past week for four days now and I've bought a lot every day um and I've got home and I'm like I I don't even have anywhere to put all this stuff I don't need that top I don't need it but as soon as I walk out the shop I feel better I'm like oh you know oh it's so weird but I feel like (laughs) no it's you know oh, I've got this new top or when I bought my, I bought a new pair of Tommy Hilfiger trainers today and I walked out the shop and I felt 
oh, I've got a nice new pair of trainers and things like that. And even though I really, really, really don't need those trainers, um, but because I don't have a credit card and because it is money coming out, I, I get to the checkout and I go, if it gets declined, well, clearly I can't have the trainers. Oh, but if the money's in there. It's in there. So has that, I has that happened where you've got to buy something and your card's been declined? No, that's never okay. happened. Touch wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do always, on my fourth shopping trip today, I do think, really? How is this? Is there still money in there? Like, yeah. how have I not been declined yet? And then it goes transaction approved. I'm like, oh, that's fine. And then I kind of totter out the shop. And I'm like, oh, nice pair of new trainers, got a nice outfit. Even though I don't need that, I know I don't need it. But especially when I'm sad as well, it's like, oh, I'll do a big clothes order to kind of cheer me up. It's it's awful. It's not. It's 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 human nature. You know, we all do things to to cheer ourselves up when we're feeling sad, whether it's um yeah, spending or eating and drinking or going on holiday or, or whatever it is because yeah when you do those things you kind of your brain releases all the I can never remember the name but like all the happy chemicals that make you feel good and so it's addictive then isn't it so you want to replicate that that feeling so then you buy more stuff do you ever just sort of look at your wardrobe and think there's just way too much stuff in here or have you got things in your wardrobe that you've never even worn yeah I have labels and some clothes really yeah um and I do just look at my wardrobe and I think oh my god and then I think right I need to do a clear out and then it gets way too much and it gets too overwhelming so I'm like just shove it all back in the wardrobe um I have and then I have a suitcase of all my summer clothes but they're not actually summer clothes they're just clothes that don't fit which then I never see because they're in a suitcase under my back under my bed and I'm like I don't even see those clothes because they're under the bed because I've got no room to put them um or running out of hangers <laughs> you don't have <laughs> oh, I hate that. hangers oh and then you end up just putting it somewhere else because you've got no hangers and I don't want to come across you know like I'm I don't want to come across wrong but I just I just I'm really lucky and privileged that I you know have parents that work super super hard and I work super super hard to earn what I do and, and buy those Tommy Hilfiger shoes they are my that is my money um but I know that actually when I, when I think about it um emotionally spending isn't good and it is addicted like it is addictive a thousand percent I mean it's great that if if you sort of recognize that because I think we we all we all do it we, we are all, all guilty of it um do you think there's anything that you would do to try and combat it any combat it in any way now that you sort of know that it's something that you that you do like do you ever think right or might you think okay next time you get that that urge you'll you'll go to bed and you'll sleep on it and then if you still want to buy it in the morning then you can do it well I did do that with my Tommy Hilfiger trainers because when oh, I you went did? To okay. town, yeah I did actually do that because when I went to town yesterday I saw the trainers and I thought oh they're really nice you know and I thought no I'm, I knew I was coming into town today um so I thought no just don't if you go in tomorrow and you still like them buy it and that's so different to my see it like it buy it that is so mm-hmm. different to my quick urge reaction pick that up all like that yep put that and then get to the checkout oh it's this however amount this is and I'm like oh okay and then that's normally how it goes um so I did do that yesterday which I was quite proud of myself for okay. um but <laughs> thanks but I think <laughs> what I do is when I have a big binge and then I don't do it for a couple of months 
in my mind I'm like justifying my next binge if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because I've not done it for a couple of months um so I guess trying to combat it um really thinking do I need but even when I say do I need this you know the answer is no (laughs) yeah exactly well I know the answer is no but then I think well who needs anything so why don't you just buy it because you know you only live once and then that goes through my mind so then I end up having an argument with myself (laughs) I don't need this my wardrobe's full I have nowhere to hang it but you only live once see it like it buy it you love it you know why not so I end up having that argument with myself a lot of the time um so I will I think I'll try to do more of the if it's sleep on it if I like it get it tomorrow if I'm still liking it I try and do the you know if you see it in a shop and you're um 50 50 about it you won't love it as much as of when you get it home that's true if I don't love it in the shop I tend to try and stop myself from buying it yeah um I really have to love it but then I end up loving so much I'm you like, love, oh, I love it all. <laughs> I mean, have you ever thought about saving and, and setting like a, a savings target or, or anything like that? Or do you just you just live too much in the here and now to even contemplate trying to save money? Um, I do try and save. I, I really do try and save. <laughs> you sound so defeated. She said, I try. Doesn't quite work out. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how it goes. I really try and I hate, once the money's in the savings account, I hate taking it out Mm. because to me, that's then self-recognizing that it's gone into the savings and it's come out again. So then again, I have this argument with my mind. I'm like, just don't put it in the savings in the first place. Yeah, and then you feel bad about taking it out. (laughs) Then I don't feel guilty about taking it out. Mm. Um, But I, I do try and, and I do think, you know, the cost of living in the future and when I have to start paying bills and being a freelancer work is not guaranteed so you know when I I do want to move out you know will I be financially be able to afford it if I'm not if I'm still freelancing it's tough so do I need backup savings now Um, and I'm lucky you know I do have um, support from parents so probably in my mind I think I can fall back on that um, which I know I'm so privileged to do so I do try yeah when I was younger I think I was better at saving um and I had a better savings pot and I was really much more stricter with myself but as I've got older well there's um, probably less temptation back then because I think um well, you know there's, there's limited things that you can spend your money on isn't there um and I think I've over the last year been lulled into a false sense of security with that because while we've been in lockdown there's not been the usual things to just spend loads of money on like going out for dinner and going on holiday which is where the bulk of my salary would would go and I think it's going to be a rude awakening when things start to lift and we can go about our business more freely there's going to just be more temptation isn't there to spend money on 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 things a thousand percent I mean I'm not a huge oh that's such a lie am I a huge online shopper I don't know but (laughs) I, I shop much more when I'm in shops so like when I've been into town, you know, four days this week, um, well, last week and this week, um, I can go around and have 10 bits of clothing in my hand. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, and I never try on in shops either. I always mm-hmm. buy it and then get home. And if it doesn't fit, I take it back. And then what I do, which I know is so bad, is that when I take it back, I think, oh, you know, for example, this top is £50. 
let's replace it with another top that's 50 pounds so I never get a refund I just <laughs> end up I end up buying the same bit of clothing and I know it's so bad but I think oh it'd be fine then if it's a little bit over I'll just pay an extra 10 pounds and then actually I've only spent 10 pound on the top no, rather than the actually... 60 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but I would say yeah like you're saying temptation I think I've been worse now that the shops are open because when you're stood in a shop but then I glance at everything I just and if it stands out at me I grab it I like it one... buy it see it like it bites see, I'm quite <laughs> quick I'm not one to take hours shopping or anything like that if it stands out at me I see it I like it I buy it boom um so I think that's where I might need to slow down a little bit and actually start thinking um but I'm quite fast-paced in my life like that and not even in shopping you know um in career-wise if I like it I'm in it I don't really think if I want to uh, take an opportunity I do it I I think that is part of me so you're a bit impulsive then, is what you're saying yeah I think I am and then that reflects in my spending my shopping my uh, money control because it's quite impulsive and as a young you know young person who's grown up with just social media in your life from the get-go so I'm so old that I can remember a time before Facebook and before Instagram before we post everything on there how much I mean so you don't know any different but how how much of a factor is social media and you know your desire to sort of spend money on on clothes and, and looking nice like do you, does it is it is it for the benefit of, of social media does that factor into your conscience or is it all just no you just buy it for you and you're not even worried about that um surprisingly and I would say I probably am one of the few people um that I do do it for myself and I don't I don't post enough for people to appreciate my Tommy Hilfiger trainers I don't, <laughs> I don't do the whole unboxing on Instagram mm. or other people to see it I couldn't care less if people saw my Tommy Hilfiger trainers or not um so no, I, I wouldn't say that I do it for other people. I do it so that when I'm out, I feel nice and I've got my Gucci trainers on and I, I hope people are thinking, God, she's got nice trainers. She must have worked hard for them. I'd want that to be a thought, but it's not why I buy it. I don't, and I think that's because of my job. My job's actually really unglamorous. Um, and I'm actually really unglamorous. So a lot of people don't realise. Oh, that, that's not but... true. You don't look well. You don't look it on Insta. <laughs> yeah. See, my Instagram's very glossy. It's very. Um, I would happily sit in joggers. Sorry, joggers. though. but I'd happily <laughs> sit in joggers mm. um, all day with no makeup on. And, and that's an inst- side of Instagram that I don't show. Mm. Um, but I choose not to show that. I don't want my whole life shown on Instagram. Instagram mm. can have my glossy, my nice part of me um but actually I do want my kind of home bird my joggers part of me to stay part of me and only my close you know family and friends know that that's actually me um so I kind of like having that split um and then the pressures pressures of social media I think um I've learned to kind of unfollow people that do make me feel money pressured so there's influencers that do like unboxing of designer I couldn't care less about your trainers if I'm really honest I couldn't care that you're unboxing a beautiful pair of Gucci trainers I couldn't care um 
so I just unfollow those people because I think a lot of people blame Instagram. They say, you know, Instagram is is really unhealthy place, but you make it an un- unhealthy place with what you follow. Mm. You choose what comes up on your homepage um, and you choose who you follow. So if someone's triggering you, which for me, people like models, I don't follow models or people, um, influencers do lots of unboxing of designer clothes and things like that. I just unfollow them because it makes me feel bad. Um, I don't have to throw hate on them. I don't have to, you know, whine about Instagram being an unhealthy place. Um, and I just follow positive accounts. A lot of people in my industry that I can get tips from. So I've kind of chosen to make my Instagram a healthier and better place um so I think people should take a bit you know more responsibility over that instead of just blaming everyone else that's um, so interesting yeah that's such a wise perspective um and it's I, you know I sort of do the same you know it's like I don't want to feel shit about myself and if I can sense that you know seeing certain accounts doesn't make me feel great then yeah just just outside out of mind unfollow them uh, I guess it's been in touch with yourself in the first instance to recognise that that's, that is triggering, like you say, and some people aren't as in tune with that, are they, I guess? No, a thousand percent. And it took me a while to learn that. A thousand, you know, I was always thinking, you know, I'd look at a model on Instagram or I'd look at those nice pair of Gucci trainers and then inside me, I'm going to see it like I buy it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I see those influencers do it. Um and then I actually thought, hang on a sec, I choose what comes up. Well, I don't choose, but I'm choosing what comes up on my home page. Yeah, you're in control. Yeah, you're in control of your own Instagram. It's your home. It's your page. It's no one else's. Um, and so because I feel like that, I don't feel like other people need to see me unboxing my new Tommy Hilfiger's I bought today. I don't want to see it from other people. Why do people see it? And I don't, why would other people care? They're my yeah. trainers. It's not like they're on their feet. Um, yeah. I find that a bit strange but each to their own (laughs) yeah a thousand percent so you know I just think with your social media you you control it and I don't I thousand percent would never do it for other people and I think it's changing that mindset of stop doing it for other people and start doing it for yourself um and then that kind of I would say helps you a lot but when I'm out and if you see me in person I will be wearing my nice trainers because that's what I like to wear yeah, there's nothing um, wrong but, with wanting to look nice. Yeah, a thousand percent. But I wouldn't then go plaster that all on my Instagram because who cares? Because I don't yeah. care about other people's trainers. So yeah, why would no anyone want to buy trainers? Yeah. Just out of interest, like as a young person, who do you bank with? Uh, NatWest. NatWest, so just one of like the traditional banks. Because I changed recently to Starling, um, which is, you know, digital online bank and stuff. But the apps are all quite good these days aren't they at like compartmentalizing your spending and that kind of thing um is that something that you utilize and pay attention to or is it you don't really know what your bank account is so you don't really look closely um well actually this is quite a good example when I bought my car I did have like a separate um like account you know when on the app you can like add accounts Mm. um from your main bank account and I had that for like my petrol money so I used to every month put away petrol money well then that went out the window but that I did start off by doing that is this one of those Um, accounts where you started moving money to it and then you started moving it back out again (laughs) yeah and then you feel guilty for moving it out so then you have Mm. the mindset of don't move it out in the first place 
kids anymore. <laughs> so I have lots of separate accounts under my main account, which is just zero, zero, zero. Um, and they're called, you know, like petrol, petrol money, um, savings money, things like that. Um, so I've utilized the app in that way. But but it doesn't work anymore. But yeah. <laughs> I, I do try and put, you know, limits on my app. You, I've kind of sat and explored it where you can do put limits on there or if you, you can put saving targets I've seen mm. um but again it just kind of goes out the window but I know it's there and I've yeah. tried to utilize it and I've explored it as much much okay. as possible yeah it's finding something that's gonna yeah gonna work for you and just yeah landing on a tool that helps facilitate whatever it is you're you're trying to do so yeah moving it into different pots and then moving it back out doesn't work then yeah I guess try try something else because I suppose with the line of work that you are in like you say it's freelance it's irregular it's not guaranteed but then at the same time you are incurring expenses aren't you with like photo shoots and you know probably bits of equipment like you know cameras and microphones and and things like that so I guess having a bank or a system that helps you just sort of keep track of the things that you're spending that are going to further your career to keep an eye on on that is probably a good idea or a good habit for you to get into. Definitely, because you end up, it's all in one pot and it just all goes out, goes in, and I couldn't tell you what went in, what went out. Um, I think as well on the app, you can see, um, it's, it breaks it down like food purchases, equipment, um, it breaks down what you've spent the money on, um, which helps me look at what my outgoings are. For example, equipment to my ingoing of um, was that equipment, did that weigh out what I earned, for example? Mm, so, yeah. for example, if I'm doing um, uh, a presenting a online masterclass, I'd need to buy my equipment for that. So with the cost of the equipment, um you know reflect the salary that I got paid mm. um but I can't say I've ever done that but that's probably something I like you thinking that's the kind of thing that you um you should be thinking about and yeah and if it's equipment that you can obviously use across more than one job then if it isn't covered by the cost of the first job but it'll be covered by the cost of the second yeah. then then fine yeah definitely and and how like you say how is is this bit of equipment am I only going to use it once or am I going to be using it over and over and over again and then if that is the case what's the quality of the equipment would I rather buy a 10 pound microphone that will last me a couple of weeks and it actually gives shit audio or do I spend an 150 pound microphone that I'll be using a lot which I know I would be um, and the audio quality is better I have to probably have to weigh up yeah make a more considered purchase yeah and something that me and my friends chat about or one friend in particular we always reference uh when it comes to clothes that the cost per wear what's the cost per wear gonna be because if yeah if you're only gonna wear it once it's quite expensive whereas if it's a coat for example you're gonna wear it every day you're gonna have it for at least a year the cost per wear is is quite low so I think as we're wrapping wrapping this up because I'm conscious of time um maybe that's something you could think about in your uh, in your wardrobe when you next look inside it and you're looking at your Tommy Hilfiger's or your Gucci's and you think oh do you know what what's the cost per wear on these was it justified should I do that again well I did go into Zara today and there was this beautiful oh it was I just find clothes beautiful and it was this beautiful white jacket with gold buttons Ooh. um oh it was stunning and I think it was about 70 pound and I thought to myself 
it's 70 pound I'm probably what can I wear this to I can't wear it every day um and I I did I I did see it I liked it but I did have to stop myself because I thought what can I what can I wear this to um and I thought you know especially as events aren't happening at the moment and Mm. it was a very kind of out for dinner nice jacket yeah um and that's not happening at the moment um so I I stopped myself there but definitely and that's why I tend to shop in more expensive places because I think the quality is better I know Mm. a piece of Zara clothing I'm gonna have for a lot longer than a piece of Primark clothing that probably doesn't fit correctly or you know the bodysuit's not long enough in Primark mm-hmm. whereas if I go to Zara yeah. um, it's more expensive but the quality's better it might be in style for longer then I'm not buying more clothes further down the line because it's in mm. style for longer I think thinking all those things um before I do a seat <laughs> like it buy it all all very sensible uh, quality over quantity I think that's a nice little message to leave the listeners with. Um, But look, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope I haven't felt like I've grilled you and made you feel bad about buying loads of clothes because that absolutely was not my intention. No, not at all. It's just um, a lot of like reflective practice, isn't it? And thinking. Yeah. um, Mindfulness and being reflective. Yeah. And I don't want to, I hope I haven't come across, you know, like I, you know I'm not stuck up but you know I have I know (laughs) I'm I know okay good I know I'm privileged I I know I am really lucky and other people are in those situations I totally understand that and I'd hate to make anyone feel guilty about not having those pair of trainers or anything like that but it is just my personal experience yeah no you've been you've been honest um yeah you've been completely honest about your experience and that's and that's um all we can ask for so thank you for doing that just before we yeah, go where can people um find you if they're interested in your in your podcast or anything presenting stuff where can they find you um literally everything is la Superbooks. i mean you're probably thinking how do i spell that so it's a-l-a-c-e-y and b-r-w-o-k-s and i'm on instagram um my podcast is on spotify real talk with lac um and yeah I mean I'll share this and and I'm sure people can find us through that as well perfect yeah um well yeah I would recommend people to go and listen to your podcast in particular the episode with Paul Brunson is that his name yeah I actually shared it with one of my friends today and was like listen to this it's a really good podcast episode um so yeah everyone should go and have a listen to that because it's a really good episode about about love and and relationships so (laughs) another another juicy and emotional topic which you uh yeah navigate really well so lovely thank you so much pleasure thanks for coming on Lacey you're so welcome speak to you later bye Bye. thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed that episode please make sure you hit subscribe that seems to be what all the other podcasters ask people to do and also please do give me a follow on instagram i'm on at the unlikely accountant so you can send me any dms with any thoughts or feedback only if it's complimentary of course